0: Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. Oh, it's good to be in the house of God this morning. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, let's go to Judges chapter 6. Bibles, Judges chapter 6. If you'd stand with me for the reading of God's Word. A little bit of backdrop here. We've been in Gideon now for two or three weeks. We're getting there. Last week, we were shifting from fear to faith. What has happened is it because of Israel's disobedience, In verse 1, the Midianites have come in, and every year, just whenever, every season that they have, when it's time for there to be a harvest, the enemy comes in and takes what they've planted and what they've sowed, what they've cultivated. And so many times, it's the same way in our life. I'd like to really get to the point today, if the Holy Spirit will allow me and help me, to get to the point, and I think this is really transformational for you and I both. I know that God has a work for each and every one of us to do in this house. I know that. And I know that if we were hungry for the task that lays before us, I know that, man, we there ain't no way, ain't no way that this building could contain not only the people but the presence of God. We all get focused in on Him. Hallelujah. The Word of God says this. Look at verse, uh, let's do verse 25. I'm really just going to give you part of the verse. The Word of God said, and it came to pass the same night. Turn to somebody and say, the same night. Let's pray. Father, we love you. I'm so thankful, God, for the way that, that you use the comma in Scripture, the way that even things become parenthetical to us, that, that allow us the Selah moments in our life that we need to stop and pause. God, look at the fruit that you have and and that you've placed before us in the word. And God, tonight or this morning, I pray that your word would go forth. I know that if your word goes forth, it won't return void. That it will accomplish that which you set it forth to do. God, today, more than every person in this place, we need you. God, forgive us in times past for building and putting forth our man-made chairs that we thought would be heavy enough or sturdy enough for you to sit. God, we just simply say today that we can't build anything big enough, strong enough, churchy enough that will hold your presence. You're different. And God, that, that, that very thing today is the reason, precious Holy Ghost, that you abide on the inside of us. And you are the manifest, you are the manifest expression and the down payment of not just kingdom living, but heaven also that'll be revealed. And we're humbled by that. So God, today, myself included, I pray that you would preach this word through me as I yield. Hide me, God. Hide me. And let your word go forth with such clarity and such power. God that it wouldn't be filtered through me but Father let it be filtered in such a way in purity that you would receive all the glory I love you God so much I feel the shift and I'm thankful so thankful in Jesus name and everybody said hallelujah hallelujah Before you sit down, turn to somebody and say it's time to sacrifice your daddy's bull. Kathy, this will be somewhat pointed. I don't know that it will come out that way, but I know that it has certain points in in the scripture. So Gideon has come to the place. Remember that he's had communion with God. He's realized that fire came out. I'm back, I'm back. It comes in such a way that, that now Gideon knows that more than just something that is a relic, more than something that just a story that he's heard about a God that parted the Red Sea, now he's seen that the fire that come out of the rock from the angel of the Lord that I believe is a pre-incarnate Jesus, he sees now that, that this God that he's heard about, that others have talked about, he sees now that he's real. And when you see that God is real in your own life, you'll then see that how fake the other gods are. This is really where the gates were opened. And friend, I need to tell you today that that the enemy will look and he'll search for anything. And, And this is what you need to understand. It's not just enough for you to close the door. You need to lock the door. That many of you have done this, you've shut the door and it's not latched. And the thing is, is that just a strong wind and a strong blow from hell, if you will, is allowing the doors to be open, and it's coming through the gates of your mind. It comes through your eyes, it comes through your ears, it can even come through your mouth. And then through that very thing, as, as hell begins to move and move through your gates, then what you're seeing now is now you're operating in a spirit that is not the Holy Spirit. Because what you've seen is not God and what you've heard is not God and what you've tasted is not God. Why? Because when I see the Lord and when I saw the Lord and I see that he's high and lifted up and when I hear from heaven that when I hear from I know it's the Holy Ghost. And listen, the other thing how many of you have tasted of God and you've seen that he's good? How many of you believe he's real good? Woo! Colonel Sanders said he's finger looking good. But I'm going to tell y'all right now, God is so good that my tongue is too lame to express of how good and faithful he is a good good father, isn't he church? Listen, I was reminded coming down the road this morning, it even started on me earlier than that, I said, why does the church have to wait once a year, once a year to have a resurrection Sunday? The world calls it Easter Sunday. I'm done with this Sunday. But what I need to tell you, why do we got to wait one time a year to have a resurrection Sunday when he said, I'm the resurrection and the life? Can I tell you something right now? Why can't every day and every Sunday be a resurrection Sunday? Can I preach to somebody? Why can't it be something? What's I look like DJ, it looks like this. The same way that Jesus did on a resurrection Sunday. Turn to somebody and say, you just need to get up. See, the first thing with a resurrection is that you need to get up. And then listen, he said he's the resurrection and the what? He's the what? See, some of you have got up, but you ain't got the power to go on. That's where the Holy Ghost comes. Listen, the blood will give you new life, but the Holy Ghost will say, Walk by faith, not by sight. That when all hell and every demonic force is trying to come against you, you'll bow your back, you'll bow your back back in the name of Jesus, and you'll declare that no devil in hell has the power to overtake me and overtake my God. I'll serve him. some things that happened here in Gideon's life that needs to happen to the church and it needs to happen in you and I. We need to have a real, relation, real relationship with God that He's not just a God on Sunday. He's not just what somebody else taught me or said to me. He is as real as the very person in front of me, even more real. This is what changed Gideon's identity. This is when he shifted from fear to faith. I see it, church. I know that you're afraid of things. I know that this and that, we've already covered that. We talked about that Wednesday. You know, you're concerned with this and you're concerned with that. I need to tell you this, that if you'll be more concerned about God than you are your problem, hmm, everything else just gets real small in his sight. Man, I'm telling you some truth right now. This very thing is now, Amy, he makes this altar. He calls it Jehovah Shalom. God is peace. Listen, I know when you got saved, you were born again. I understand that. But some of you got born again, but where's the peace? Where's the peace that passes all understanding? Where's the peace when the problem's raging? Where's the peace when everything else seemingly is turmoil? Is turmoil on the outside of you. He said, my peace I give unto you. Huh? You ain't got to call the prayer line. Jesus gave you that piece. What? I was fixing to call TB. Ain't nothing wrong with you calling TB and I don't guess. But can I tell you something? If you've got to give $100 to get somebody a little flask of water and some kind of little neat handkerchief, can I tell you, forget it. If you'll send this today, we're going to give you this medallion. Some of you are mad at me right now. If you'll give me this, we're going to give you this cool statue. They call it that. I call it an idol. It's going to get real in here. It's going to get real in here today. Because I'm telling you, God's looking for some Gideons. He's looking for some people that, can you get the picture up for me? That says, how many of you say, I'm going to shift? I'm going to shift from fear to faith. This is key, Kathy. In doing this, you know how to drive a stick. You know how to drive a stick. All right, when you get ready to change gears, what's the first thing you do? Push in the clutch. Simple enough. But I won't go further than that. Turn to somebody and say, it's time to put your foot down. You see, you're just shifting gears. you thinking it's just something. I'm just coming to church. It's time to put your foot down. If Adam had put his foot down, What's that snake doing standing up? Come on. Oh, hold on. What's that snake doing rising up? If Adam had done what he should have done and put that snake under his heel. Oh, you you need, Can I get more light in here? Thank you. Thank you. This is, thank you guys. Can we thank God for those people that are in the back? Really, can we? Stay here with me. Here's here's where we get into the problem. That if he had put his foot down, say, I'm fixing to put my foot down. You see, here's the word of God says this, that he will bruise Satan under under, under your feet shortly. Shortly means now. Here's what you and I need to understand, and I've said it, and it has been, man, I mean, preached to me all over, all throughout for so many years. You can't get under your heel what you can't get under your head. Now, you need to understand this. You're not going to like it, but can I tell you that when somebody doesn't do something that pleases you, something rises up in you. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, that's just the way I am. <laughs> that, no, it rises up in you. Can I tell you something? That ain't God. You don't do things like, I think, "Mm," turn to somebody and say, we're sacrificing your daddy's bull. bull. It's the way you was raised. It's the way you were taught. Well, we were Baptists. We don't believe in all that hand raising. Well, we were Pentecostal. If we don't dance before we leave church, we ain't been to church. Well, we're Methodists. I don't know. We're Presbyterian. We're this, we're that. Have I got anybody in the house that's just satisfied enough, real enough to just say, I'm a Christian saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't need your title. I don't need your demonization. I mean denomination. I don't need your click. I don't need your club. I'm bought by the blood of Jesus. I'm here today to worship God. I'm here today to tell every devil in hell that I have authority through G- I'm trying to get Gideon to rise up. You're going to find three things, at least three things There's more, but there's at least three things that he did. And remember, we talked about this last week. So many of you that no quicker than you leave, I can't feel his presence. I don't see his presence. And for some of you, I represent his presence. Can I tell you something? I told you last week, I you will live malnourished if the only word you get is from me. Your jaws, your spiritual jaws will sink in. But boy, you can tell them people are fat in the Lord. I'm telling you, man, there's a gleam on their face. You can tell that they are pregnant with the Spirit, and they're just waiting for a place to give it birth. There's a glow about them. I'm telling you right now. I watched Amy go through four pregnancies. I'm telling you, she was one of those. Some of you said, man, I don't want this and that. And, and she's always glowing when she was pregnant. Man, glowing. We need some Christians, man, that are glowing because you are pregnant with the Spirit. Whew. Hallelujah. Three or four things that he does. That Listen, he's out of his presence. Remember, the Lord left, but he's still speaking. Some of you left church last week and you left God here. Hmm. I don't want to be mean today. You ain't got because you won't not. Shh. Hang on, church. Three or four things that he does, man. Three or four. Pastor, don't start. I mean, I watched TikTok this week. Shh. Gideon made peace with God. And the word of God said that same night. He didn't wait till next Sunday to change. He didn't wait till his next AA meeting to change. He didn't wait for the pastor to say, I'm glad you're here. He didn't wait for the next praise song to come out. He didn't wait for Maverick City to lift him out. That same night, when you get it, when you get it, you're going to change. Well, that's for somebody. It's for you, buddy. That same night, he found that time, listen, he knew. He found his identity, Kathy, that the Lord is everything and more than he ever dreamed of or could ever thought of. And he's lived under his daddy's roof and his daddy's rule, and he's a mess. But he's shifting from fear. I'm shifting from fear. to faith. You got to make your daddy mad. I'm telling you right now. It's always been our prayer that our kids wouldn't have our Jesus, that they would have their own Jesus. Huh? I know I've raised a man. Listen, Amy and I have, have, have tried to raise four. Man, and I tell you, with a lot of bumps, bruises along the way, a lot of things where we failed our kids, failed God and everything else, and by the grace of God, It's kind of like Paul. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And by grace of God, I guess I just simply surrender to him and I say, God, I don't know how I don't know how they're doing as good as they are, considering Amy. No, considering me. She's the prayer warrior, man. And we've heard it too. Well, you don't know what it's like to be a preacher's kid. Amy, where's my belt? Stay with me, please. He said that same night. That same night, turn to somebody and say it's time to take action. How many of y'all ever? Uh, this, this is going to help you before I go on. How many of y'all ever had somebody you want to see a good movie and they say, Oh, I've I've already seen it, man. <laughs> I've already seen them. I, I've already seen it. Okay, I don't want to hear it. No, man, you got it. I don't want to hear it, and they blab it. And they tell you the end of the, They're right. They tell you the end of the movie. Man, yellow dies. What? <laughs> Stay with me. I don't want to be cute or funny, but here's my point. I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin the end of the story for you because this story here about Gideon, the Midianites are going to be defeated. God's going to use three hundred people in a very miraculous way in a very miraculous way, without them actually laying a hand on somebody else by simply praise and by the sword of the Lord and of Gideon, which now were one. They win. Well, thanks, Pastor, for ruining the movie. The real part of this is the progress that we see in Gideon. Because when we found him, he was threshing wheat by the wine press. And Jesus, if you will, the preincarnate Jesus, has moved him from the wine press Into a rightful place. Into a rightful place. That same night, he, the, the, listen, the angel of the Lord said to him, what you're going to do, you're going to do three things. You're going to take your father's bull. Your father's going to take the second bullock of seven years old. You're going to do that. I'll come back to that. And he said, you're not only going to do that, but you're going to tear down the altar, the altars of Baal, and you're also going to cut down the grove. You're going to do three things. Then amazing to me that he said it came past that same night that the Lord said to him, take thy father's young bullock. Come in, verse 35. This is what he's talking about. He said, how old was it? How old? Seven. That's a long time. But it's a coincidence that when you go back to verse 1, how long have they been under siege? Seven years. What slips under the radar is this, is that Gideon has been growing up, growing alongside what his father intends to sacrifice. For seven years, the the bull's growing, that's going and everything else. And this comes back to some things that you and I have heard from our mothers, our fathers, even the spiritual mothers and fathers in church that say you don't need to worship this way, you don't need to worship that way. Can I tell you something? Let's just worship God His way which is having a broken and contrite spirit. Can I tell you, I'm not going to be offended whether you raise your hands or if you don't. I'm not going to be offended whether you cry or if you don't. But can I tell you something? Worship God. Worship God in the beauty of His holiness. Let's talk about this for a minute. Think about what you grew up around. Think about what you grew up around. Think about what you grew up in. Some of you grew up so, so deep in religion. Now listen, before you get over, I wish you'd preach about my mom and my daddy. Can I tell you something? The day you got saved, you had a new father in heaven. Listen, quit blaming everything on your mama and your daddy. Get saved, get born again. If your mom and daddy missed the mark, pray for them to find the mark. Get saved, start believing. i seen this several years back. On the farm where I raised hay, and the thing, uh, Alicia, I seen, I, I seen this. I seen a chain that was right, Max. It was right in the, in, in like a cleft of the tree. And I went to, I said, "Well, there's a chain. It was like a dog chain, right? It was about that size." I went to pull that, and I went to pull it, it wouldn't come out. And I looked, and what had happened is that that chain grew up. Excuse me, that tree grew up around that chain. That's what happens to many Christians. Is that you grow up with every bit of that around you, and you say, "Well, I don't worship that way. I don't worship this way." I was praying, spending some time with the Lord. Boy, it's been—I think it was even last week, but man, I ain't let go of it. I'm praying, and boy, the Holy Spirit said, "Listen, listen. You'll take this the way you want to. Okay, it's me and Him." He said, "I want you to listen real closely." And he said, can you hear those chains beginning, beginning to break? And in my mind, what's it sound like when a chain, does a chain break? Does it snap? What's it do? All I heard was something. I said, Lord, it's like a creaking. And the Holy Ghost said, oh, no, no, that's not that. That's me walking on the floor in your mind. And he said, I'm heavier than what you can support. But I want you to hear me creaking into the very places that you want me out of. Because I'm getting ready to come on. on. Because my presence is gonna be so heavy. The floor of your life can't hold me. I'm gonna fall through every bit of you just to show you I'm at the bottom. And there I am, man. And I'm just getting this picture in my mind of him walking across an old old sagging religious floor, Lee. And there he is. And I hear it creaking. And I thought, fall through. Just fall through. What's happened is that we've got so used to our good services, great services, and forgotten that they're his services. We leave here and we have the preacher for lunch and we say stuff like this. Brother Wayne on it today. Brother Wayne fired up. Brother Wayne this. Brother Wayne wouldn't own it today. He went, I don't want it. Can I tell you something? I ain't gonna be the one to keep you from worshiping. Come on. Generally, the word will come out every Sunday, every Wednesday. Anytime somebody, whether listen, if you come and you've already got, can we thank God right now for the praise music? Can we thank him? Because you've already gotten some word in worship. This is the part when you sacrifice the bull, that when you come to that place, it's what you grew up alongside of. Now, I'm going to say some stuff that's going to be shocking to you, but I want you to hang on. Because, see, this is the thing. Some of you grew up in racism. Some of you grew up in bigotry. Some of you grew up being prejudiced. Some of you grew up a white way, a black way, a yellow way, and it wasn't God's way. But I can tell you that every bit of that, if it ain't God's way, it's the wrong way. Just because you grew up and it didn't make it right, we don't do that. It's no different. It's just more than a white or black issue, a yellow, blue, green issue. <laughs> it's more than that. Preach that, pastor. Preach that. Preach that. No, come on, Pentecostal people. Come on, Methodist people. Come on, Catholic people. Come on, Baptist people. Listen, it's time to sacrifice your daddy's bull and say, I'm ready to worship God. I'm ready to worship him. I don't like that. Well, if you got offended, can I tell you something? You ain't heard nothing yet. Because here's what's going on in the church, daddy. Daddy. He said this. He said, tear down the altars of Baal. It was because of the altars of Baal. The altars of Baal represented child sacrifice. Represented that. Then you take it back to Molech. We're going to talk about Ishteroth in just a moment. But when you take that back, what you will find around all of these pagan sites is that you will find the bones of infants that were the product of the... Listen, that were the product of cultural and religious prostitutes. That were the product... Of intercourse between those that were supposedly religious, and it went into other gods. Well, listen, I don't believe that. I don't believe that God's. I don't believe that Jesus is the only way, friend. You're beginning to intermingle right now with other gods. Well, I believe in Allah. I believe in Buddhist or a Buddha. I believe in this. Can I say you something? You can believe in every bit of that. But one day the trumpet's going to sound, and when that trumpet sounds. Oh, you want scripture? The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a whisper. No, he'll descend from heaven with a shout. Oh, hallelujah. Goes on to say this, Amy, that it says, then we which are alive and remain. I said this earlier today. I still mow a cemetery out on the north side of town. I've thought about this a lot of times when I'm mowing. I thought, God, what if I'm mowing? And then I start seeing the ground, start shaking. I'm jumping off that mower. I'm going to go ahead. I've been practicing rapture drills. I'm just going to go ahead and say, come, Lord Jesus. Some of you don't know what you're worshiping. You worship God on Sunday and you every other and you every other day and you will sacrifice everybody else before you sacrifice yourself. God said, I want you. You say, take them. Blame Eve. Sunday boy, here it is. Listen to me. The most male and female alike. This altar of Baal, this very thing, this sacrifice that you grew up in. Somebody told you that you could live for Jesus on Sunday and live like hell the rest of the week. Who told you that? Who told you that when you were around me or I'm around you, we're Christian, we should act right? That's the problem. That type of therapy don't work. Now here it is. You got a cross, you got a cross. His dad, I believe, had a cross in the front yard. Yes, yeah, right, we're Israelites. That's right, we're Christian. That's right, we're Baptist. That's right, we go to Potter's Hope. And I see your mugshot the next week. By the way, if that's you and you're here today, can we thank God that they're in the house today? Oh, y'all don't want that. But such were some of you. Oh, pastor, quit in No, your problem is this. You've got a cross in the front yard and a stripper pole in the backyard. You worship God on Sunday and then you flesh every other day of the week. Should I say we do? I know. That's bold. But what's it going to take? we got to worship God seven days a week. Amen. Hold on, Pastor. Hold on a minute. Could you just breathe? Yeah. I'm back. If the church ever needed to hear a message, it's this one. You cannot serve God on Sunday and serve every other God, including yourself, the rest of the week. He's not going to have He's not going to have it. You will not mix the holy and the profane. He is God and God alone. He is living water, not muddy water, not even 99.8%. He is pure. Well, I'm going to do a little bit of this. Well, a little dab of it won't hurt me. That worked for that to doo that worked in your hair. But a little dab will drown you. I'm just going to do it this one. Uh-huh. That once... Mm-hmm. hey, guys, listen, I've tried to change me, but I can't. Pray for me. In these last days, I just got to do what he tells me to do. I covered your prayers. The fact of it is this, is that watchmen need to speak. It's not just enough for watchmen to watch. There's something coming. What is it? China's coming. Hamas is coming. Hezbollah's coming. Quit worrying about words that you can't even spell. Could you just say Jesus is coming and I'm getting ready? Oh, yes. What am I doing? I'm trying to get y'all dressed for church. Trying to get y'all dressed, man, for Jesus. Me included. Me included. Tearing down the altars of Baal. He said, Cut down the groves, tear it down. He said, Throw down the altars of Baal. Listen, this is going to take something. Tearing down what your daddy's built. You want more than that? I'll give it to you. I'm angry. Why are you angry? My dad was angry. Why this? Why that? I was four. And I found out that my dad had a... Listen, before I really understood, I didn't know what alcohol was. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand. I thought a mistress would be another female, but a mistress can be anything that you lay down your life for. And I watched the father lay down his life and choose the mistress of alcohol and and absolutely be controlled by another spirit. I'm talking about another spirit that beats the mother. Listen, and I said, listen, this this is not a sad story. This is a story that, much like Gideon, I need to tell you I don't worship my father anymore and his gods. I worship Jehovah God. Have I got anybody else in the house that understands that? Well, I was raised in that. That's the reason I act like that. When you were raised again from the dead, when you were born again, you then took on the identity of your heavenly father. Some of you were fortunate enough, praise be to God, that your mom and daddy had everything right. They Listen, they took you to church. They got you to Jesus. Jesus got to you. Praise be to God. I'm not going to minimize that. But I'm going to tell you right now, you have a conscious decision and a choice to absolutely sacrifice your daddy's bull, throw down his altars, and cut down the groves. I'm talking about people in religion. Just because your mom and daddy said it was all right to do it that way doesn't mean that it's right. TikTok said I could do it that way. Hmm. Praise team, y'all don't get ready. I don't think they can take much more. Stay with me. The difference between the altars of Baal is what laid upon it and what you laid down your life for. He grew up in it, Kathy. And when you grow up in dysfunction and when you grow up in depression and despair, that's all you know. Why are you the way that you are? I need to tell you right now, what you become one with will will be the offspring you produce. When you become one with hell, you will produce hellish offspring. When you become one with the drug, when you become one with that girl, you become one with that boy, you become one, not just with them, but everything else they slept with. Everything else they've believed in. You're like, hold on a minute, pastor. I'm not stopping. Gideon come to know God and it changed not only him, but it changed the nation. I don't want enough Jesus just to change me. I want enough Jesus to change this nation. I want this nation to quit laying with every hound from hell and everything that the world is prostituting on every corner and out of every crib of every corner and everything else. I don't like when somebody says this is no longer a Christian nation. Let's let God be God again in this nation. And let it begin with me. Man cutting down the groves that grove it really it takes on two thoughts it takes on the asterisk pole which was a sexual type symbol that I'm not gonna gonna release you can study it on your own that's what was in his backyard I'm using quote backyard like this listen we're an Israelite on the front side we're Christians on the front side but I need to tell you that right now I've got these things and these images and these things that I bow to on my phone Why don't you want to let somebody else look at your phone? Oh, I'm heavy enough to walk. I want to creak on somebody's life. I can use it oh, somebody getting reaching for that phone, you like have a heart attack. Oh, is it your drug dealer? Is it the pornography? What are you doing on your phone that you don't want to? Well, now wait a minute, Pastor. I told you God's looking for some Gideons. Hmm. Well, I don't want you to see that conversation I said about Sister Syrpus at church. You know, Pastor. You know what she said about me? No. She said she thought that dress looked horrible on me. I'm just thankful you got clothes on.. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm telling you right now, we're living in a time to where God is separating the wheat from the tares. I know it's bold. cutting down the grove that, that, that was symbolic it could be symbolic of, it could be symbolic of that pole that was in the backyard this takes courage how did every bit of this shift and how did it change He seen God when you've seen God you'll take courage when you start fearing God more than you fear anything else in this entire world more than you fear Hamas Hezbollah Jihad Gee, he, gee, who, gee, whatever. When you start fearing God and say, I will not fear what man can do to me. I'm not saying today that weapons won't be formed against me, but they shall not prosper in Jesus' name. Aren't you afraid of getting shot? Aren't you afraid of this? No. I'm not going to step out in front of a truck. I'm not going to step. Listen. But what I'm telling you, this is right now. Could somebody shout in this place, this world is not my home? home. You said it, but do you believe it? Fear not them which are able, second week in a row, I think, fear not them which are able to kill the body and not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to kill both body and soul and cast it into hell. You've got other people, man, that you're laying your life on their chopping block. I wrote this down in my notes for me. Quit laying yourself. This is good. You need to get this. It's in my notes, my personal notes. The Holy Spirit reminded me, quit laying yourself on somebody else's altar. Quit laying yourself on somebody else's altar. They need to sacrifice themselves. Won't be much longer. Cutting down the grove. The grove could mean what I said. The other thing that the grove could mean is that usually that when you look in the Old Testament you'll find that all the kings I'm yet to find one. You all can correct me. Please feel free to correct me. There were some that took down the high places but not every high place. There were some that still that others were worshiping under every green tree. It's this. Imagine, if you will, walking into a grove and the thing is about walking in if it would be the same way that when you're walking into the bar, that when you're walking into that place, that when you're walking into that space, you're walking there and you want yourself to be hid. It's this, that if it were trees that you're wanting to walk into a shaded life. And immediately, when you start walking in the shadow, you've walked out of the light. Immediately immediately when you want portions of your life to be hid, you are then beginning to walk in darkness. And so many Christians are okay with living a shadowed life. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He that abideth in me and I in him, you shall have the light of life. You see, this thing about Jesus in him was no darkness at all. No darkness at all. There wasn't any part of him that was darkness. There was no political darkness. There was no religious darkness. He was light. That's so sobering to me to think that at his very core, Carrie Beth, that there was no ounce of darkness in him. But he was Jesus. I understand that. I understand that, and we're we're walking through the sanctification thing, so don't think that I'm saying that, listen, you're going to go through the rest of your life, and you can live a sinless life. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is this, is that if you sin, you can get it done right now, that same night, that same moment. And Amy, cut down the grove. These are the things that are deep-rooted in your life. I'm getting ready to stop. The thing that really weighed heavy on me is this. And the thing that really begins to preach to me is this, is that the power of the religion has such a hold on much of the church today. Well, Pastor, we've never known a time. Jesus, he doesn't, he not know. No, listen, he he fought more of a political battle. He listened when I say fight, he understands the political battle more than you and I could ever begin to. The religious battle. Praise team, will you come? I'm not done. Just closer. Today I want you to shift. From fear to faith. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? For some of you, man, when that word rung true and you're afraid about somebody hearing the conversations that you're trying to hide, listen, if if you're that afraid of that, stop. If you're afraid of what somebody else can see on your phone, quit texting it. I don't want you to see where I go He already knows And here's the real part Don't be afraid of your wife Don't be afraid of your husband Don't be afraid of your mom or dad finding out God already knows Mom and dad may whoop you They may ground you But God's bigger than them he cares about your soul. Wow. Wow. Closing. I'm gonna use a piece of scripture. You say, Pastor, this church, this ain't a religious church. By the way, you started this Wednesday. It's your fault. Just told Jake it's his fault. Don't we come in? And we just, here we come, man. And the religion has become so routine. God wants so much more for us. I wrote this. I wrote this down. I think it's it's worth you you hearing. Okay. Isn't it crazy that the bull is seven that, that the bull's seven years old and the enemy, enemy destroyed the increase for seven years. Isn't it crazy how you wonder, man? What's God at? What's going on? Could it be what you grew up around? People look at you and say you're you are illegitimate. What they say to Jesus? you hear that? That's crazy. They said that he was conceived by the Holy Ghost. We don't even know what the Holy Ghost did. It was your father's bull that said you can live like hell and expect heaven. It was your father's bull that said you were saved by grace so you can live like garbage. It it was your father's bull that said you can be married to one woman and have an affair with five others. This is real big. I hear this a lot. God understands me. Anybody ever heard that? Now, pastor, you know, God understands our situation. What is your situation? Would you help me? Well, we can't get married because, you know, two two live cheaper than one. And if we do that, I'll lose this insurance. I'll do this or that. I understand that puts a plight. When you say two can live cheaper than one, you've never fed me. And evidently, you've never fed God. Because what you're using to feed God, even with your veins, mm. and we give Him all these scraps. Eat up, Lord. Eat up. And He says, no, I'd like to have that first. Pfft, are you crazy? When I get up in the morning, you ain't getting my first mouth of praise. No, I gotta look at. Facebook and you reach for your, your phone before you reach for the Father should I say we do well I, I just look because I want to see what everybody else is doing why don't you ask God what he's doing today can it be that simple oh when it gets simple is when it gets sobering God understands me watch this Amy I believe that 100%. God understands you. But you don't understand God. Please write that down. God understands me. But you don't understand God. Carrie Beth, there's so many things. I'm, you're just a point of contact for me as I preach. But the thing that happens is this. Is that so many times there's things that hurt me. There's things that grieve me. I say, God, I don't get it. He said, I know. I understand that you're hurting. But I'm holy. I understand that hurts you. I see that. I understand you're hurt. And understanding the holy, Stephanie, it's somewhat of a mystery that I'm really walking through right now with the Father. Because I I can't answer it. I can't answer many times in the Old Testament, the one act of disobedience would send a plague. But I'll I'll, I'll share this with you. This will be forthcoming. There'll be more coming, Kathy. This is going to make you ponder. That can I tell you something? God will honor His holiness and His glory more than anything else. And that means every other life to be subject to the fact that He is not going to give up what is holy. When you and I are willing to sacrifice our character for our flesh, He will not do it. Because He's holy. And he said, be ye holy. Because I'm holy. I don't understand why all this is happening. Listen, shut the gates, lock the doors. I've got a problem with my phone. Give your I'm ready to bring flip phones back. I'm ready to go back to the little, what were they called, Amy? Them little things that you used to just get a message or something. Them little blackberries, blueberries, whatever. They, pagers, yeah. And Kathy, he says, I love you, Wayne. But I won't sacrifice for you. I've already sacrificed my son for you. I'm gonna stay holy. I'm gonna be holy. And what the church has done is said, "No, we're gonna make it where people will come. I want to make it where God will come, and we'll be welcome to hear. God understands you." But you need to understand God. I'll close. I told you, I promised I would. This is sobering what I'm getting ready to say. God understands you, He does, but you don't understand Him. Your Father's bull, I believe all those miracles stop with the apostles. We don't allow pianos, guitars, or drums. It's not the strings on that guitar you're afraid of. It's the strings of the puppeteer Jezebel. I love Jenny. Known Jenny since she was a pup. Amy and I were raised up with her and around her. And Jenny, you're sewn into our soul. I don't have to have Jenny to worship. I really don't have to have you. But I love you. I can worship with a guitar, without a guitar. We don't allow that in church. We don't allow this in church. We do this in church. We do that in church. Why don't we just do Jesus in church? I'm not going to sacrifice my daddy's bull. You see, when you get a fear of God, do you know how many times I've had to bury my father? you know how many times I've had to bury my father? When I feel that rise up in me, do you know how many times I'd have to bury my father? I loved him. But when I feel flesh rise up in me and I say, ooh, that's the pattern. You see, because I never liked the taste of beer, but man, I'll tell you what, I didn't mind getting drunk. And when you growed up in it in six, seven, eight years old, and when, when your dad at your dad's place, there's the, I guess they called it highball, lowball. low ball, I don't know what they called it, but anyway, whether it was this and that and the drink and, and the Coke and the whiskey or whatever that it was, and, and they thought it was funny when you got a buzz and you come up the side of the table and you're dizzy and you can't walk at six or seven years old. See, when you're raised in that. But that old song that says he broke the chains, The religious chains are the same. Jake, you don't worship my Jesus. You worship your own. Every one of my kids have had to find their own. And you too, church. You don't have to worship my Jesus. But whether that piano's playing or it's not, I can sing, there is none like you. No one else can touch my heart like you do. I love when we get to worship together. I said it last week, but when you're alone with him, And your prayer closet becomes not just your dressing room but your undressing room because He knows every flaw. He knows every scar. He knows every blemish. Not just on the outside but on the inside. Right, Jenna? Oh, yeah, I remember that one, son. Religion. Jesus confronted in Luke 13, 12 through 16. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. All those years she'd come into church. Some 2,000 years, mm, at this point, 1,000 to 1,100 years later from Gideon. There's Jesus walking in and others because of fear. There's Jesus she walks in. Remember, she's the one that's been over. Turn to somebody and say, it's time to straighten up. This preaches its own self. I just want to convey a couple of things. And as I shift here, I see the way he moves. Jesus saw he called on her, you're loose from thine infirmity. Praise be to God. When you were born again, you were released from your infirmity. He laid his hands on her and immediately say, immediately, Say that same night. She was made straight. Wow. She was made straight. You know what the next thing is that she did? She bent back over again. She glorified Have you straightened up, wit? Have you straightened up, Mercy? Have I got anybody in the house that's straightened up? About five of you. I've seen your hand back there, brother, and it excites me. I'm going to ask again. Have I got anybody in the house that's straightened up? If you straightened up, then let's take a point right now to praise God. Can we just take it? You've straightened up. You need to glorify God. How many of you know that you couldn't straighten up on your own? But Jesus touched you. You're saved. You're set free. And now you're straight. I'm preaching to somebody because it's time for Gideon not just to get up. It's time for him to go on. You've got work to do. I wish it was that simple it is. Your daddy's gonna know about it. Straightened up, and here's the thing first thing he hits him, Todd, the religious people. You got, I'm paraphrasing, you got six days. Do you not realize that it's the Sabbath? And the Sabbath was made for rest? Do you not realize that you can't do that in here? He said, whoa, wait a minute. He said, low. He said, is it not right? This woman's been bound 18 years, and you're telling me right now that today's not a good day for her to straighten up? Hello, hell talking. Well, pastor, I'll wait till next Sunday. No, that same night, it's time for you to straighten up. Hell t- Well, you just got no. know, I got to get this right. I got to get that right. says, the fish before it gets into the boat, well, I gotta do this. I gotta kick her out and let Jesus in. Listen. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Y'all I, I guarantee you, I hope some people are still on the line with me watching, because most people don't shut this off. For those of you, just hang on, hang on. <laughs> See, the thing is you want to be the deliverer. I done told you the end of the story, but before you can deliver. Others, you've got to destroy the works of the devil in your own. Before you can deliver, you need to destroy the work. Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. He didn't just do that. He came to destroy the works of the devil. Yes or no? You and I have a job to do. Almost done. Hey, what are you doing, Jesus? You can do that tomorrow. You can't do that today. Is that a bad day to get saved? People say, well, I wish wish my dad had been here. I wish my mom had been here. The Holy Ghost was there. Get saved. When the the Holy Ghost said it's time to get saved. Your mom and daddy should have been with you anyway. Now I'm going to get to my point. The Lord answered him and said, you hypocrite. Verse 15. You hypocrite. That's Jesus talking. You hypocrite. You stage player. You hiding behind the mask of religion. You hiding behind the mask of the law. You hypocrite. You hiding behind church on Sunday. You hiding behind that pulpit. You hiding behind that microphone. Told you I wasn't going to leave me out neither. Do you not? He says this, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass or his donkey from the stall and lead him away to water? He said, oh, not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound low these 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? Religion is saying not today. Religion is saying you can't do it that way. We don't even believe in you. And sadly enough, many today in church don't even believe in the Jesus That should be at the center of the church. The Jesus that still saves, delivers, restores. Still doing miracles in people. I wrote this down for me. Religion says, Loose the donkey, but bind the daughter. Religion will let you do a lot of things. But the last thing that religion wants to see is you truly free. Well, free? What's free mean? Free to dance? Free to praise? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm fine with all that. But the thing is, guys, is this: I'm talking about free in your thoughts—that you're not held captive by everything else. I'm talking to everybody, me included. I'm figuring this out, and these type of periodic messages that he gives me, I'll guarantee you, it's not just for you. They're for me. I can tell you who my main captors are. You're thinking, boy, that's sin, that's sin. Mm, Not so much that. Most of the time, it's people. And when you and I get to the place that we see that we'd rather please God, should rather please God than please God people is when we really get free okay it's time to wake out of your sleep I'm done what about this this morning what about just unashamedly that when the Holy Spirit spoke to your soul somebody said well Why do I gotta come front? Come up front. You're putting your foot down. And then you're putting another foot down. And you're putting another foot down. Well, I'm afraid of what people will think. Listen, let them think what they want to think. I'm trying to shift you from fear to faith. We walk by. We walk by. We walk by. Not by. Turn to somebody and say, quit looking at me. We walk by faith. How many of you are ready to put your foot down? Huh? I got some hands. Come on. There's more. There's more. There's more. How many of you still got things rising up in you? You may help you with some of them. You want to go home right now. And then you realize what you're going to go home to. I'm ready to put my foot down. How can I do that? Because the word of God says the first prophetic piece of scripture is Genesis 3.15. And it speaks of Jesus putting his heel on the head of the serpent. And that's having the victory. Some of you raised your hand. How many of you really don't care anymore? I don't care. You raised your hand. And you said, I'm ready to put my foot down. I'm tired of this conquering my morning. I'm tired of this bugging me at night. I'm tired of that happening. I want you to come on right now. Come on. You raised your hand. Come on. Come on. Christians, come on. Well, they think I'm a Christian. Well, let's get to the place to where they don't think it. Let's get to the place where you can say, I want God to know it. There's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. This is an invitation. I'm just doing what He called me to do. Some of you know right now there's some deep-rooted things in your life. It's more that you won't have the excuse today when you leave to say, my mom and daddy raised me like that. You won't have that excuse anymore. For some of it, we need to be born again. There's more. There's more. Don't be afraid. Listen, I have come today with a relentless heart. Man, I mean relentlessly today. I I am. I want to come in such a way and tell you that you can come in grace and truth today. Nobody, I'm not going to judge you. You can come today. There's some brave souls up here that thought more of God than they did of you. He said, Pastor, would you leave us alone? I can't yet. There's some Gideons up here that are tired of threshing wheat by the wine press. They say, I'm tired of the cross in the front yard and worshiping everything else in the backyard. Hey, everybody, just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged.